0: <laughs> welcome, welcome to Advancing the Mission. This is where we keep you informed and up to date on what is happening in local outreach, global missions and church multiplication through the lens of County Line Church. I am outreach pastor Chris Kazmarek. I'm
1: multiplication pastor Mary Ellen Rail.
0: Awesome. And we have with us Rod Stafford. Rod is the lead pastor at Fairfax Church over in Fairfax, Virginia in the near kind of the DC area. Um, I was actually just out there for a little missions pastor conference, and so um, thought, hey, love to have a conversation with Rod uh, coming up here, because uh, Rod, you're very, very involved as the lead pastor involved in missions, so we want to hear a little bit about that. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family, life, your ministry, anything you want to mention?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. This is uh, fun, and and uh, I love what you're doing uh, in terms of this uh, Zoom. I don't know if it's a Zoom podcast you would call it or uh, whatever, but it's cool, and think it's uh, neat to have that for your congregation. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, real quickly, I, I, I grew up uh, grew up in a pastor's home on PK. Uh, my dad, uh, DC Stafford, was a pastor in the Church of God um I'm the third of three children uh so and my two older brothers Gil and Larry were uh, 17 and 13 years older uh than me so a lot of times when I describe my family it's like I was an only child with two older brothers and uh so they were kind of like uncles they were like away at college by the time I remember anything um and my dad um yeah, he he moved every 6 years, uh as every church of God pastor did back then or sooner. And uh so I lived in Indiana and Illinois and Oklahoma, a couple of different places, actually in Indiana. And um yeah, uh grew up in that home and and uh, uh came to know Jesus when I was a little kid and and uh then Came to figure out what it really means to know Jesus when I got <laughs> older, and uh, but really great upbringing and parents that loved Jesus and were real consistent in their faith and lived out what they preached on the weekend and all that, all that kind of stuff. That was just a real blessing, and and uh, come from a background of uh, pastors. So my dad was a pastor, my brother Gil was a pastor. My other brother, Larry, went to seminary. My two grandparents were itinerant preachers in the Church of God. So uh, the last thing I wanted to be was a pastor. Uh, <laughs> when I, grew up. I wanted to be a major baseball player. Yeah. Um, and except for uh, talent and uh, speed, I could have done that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit of my, of my upbringing. Went that's to awesome. Oakland State, uh, major in economics. Uh, transferred to Anderson and got a religious uh, studies degree and did my master's there. And um, yeah. And then ministry from there. Awesome.
1: Well, I've heard so much about Fairfax church and I know Kaz was just there. Nathan Mm -hmm. talked about it all the time, uh, (laughs) Tapman, And, but I have not been to visit, but I know that it's one of our leading growing churches in the movement of the church of God. So I'm excited to hear about, Fairfax, how long you've been there, um, what the mission of that congregation is, and just a little bit about who they are.
2: Yeah, so uh, I did my seminary at Anderson, like I mentioned, and when I was graduating, which was in 1986, uh, my wife and I were in the process of putting together a team to plant a church in Boston. Uh, so I've always had a heart for global cities. Um, I've always felt like that was something that, uh, the church of God has tended to avoid over the years at times. And, uh, my brother pastored in Boston in the suburbs, uh, Malden, Everett. I grew up going to Boston. Um, Northeast didn't have a ton of really awesome evangelical churches. And so we just felt called to Boston. And in the midst of that process, I got a call from this little church in Fairfax, Virginia. I had no idea where Fairfax, Virginia was. Um, The the search committee chair that called me was from Mississippi and had a real strong Southern accent. And uh, so when I got a call from Fairfax, Virginia, Southern accent, I'm thinking about going to Boston to a global city. It was just like, no, this is not, this is not what I think God has in mind, but came to realize, you know, Fairfax was right outside Washington, DC and was a, obviously a hugely influential city and uh, through the process just felt called to this place. Um, the pastor I, pres- that I followed had been here 23 years, wow. uh, Dennis Mitchell, and it wasn't a big church. It was a church of about a hundred. But it was a church with a real mission heart. Two of his three kids became missionaries in the Church of God uh, to Japan. Uh, they just had a heart for outreach, a heart for mission, uh, trying to figure out how to live that out, you know. Yeah. And uh, so we came out in 86 uh, to the church of about 100 on a dead end street. Uh, Like every church of God, building, (laughs) somehow they managed to find the dead end streets and and just had a sense that this was probably where God was calling us to. The first year I was here, I'll just tell you this. First year I was here, I told the board, I don't really have a one or two year plan. I have a 40 year plan. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of laughed at how audacious that was. But it's kind of turned out that way. We're like 35 years into the 40 year plan. So yeah. So it's been quite a great ride.
0: That's awesome. So you mentioned a little bit about them being a very like mission minded church. So tell me then and even now, in what ways is Fairfax Fairfax involved in both local and global missions?
2: Yeah. So I think the church has always had a heart for global mission, uh, but has struggled to, at least when I came struggling to understand what local mission really means and how to really impact the community and to uh, live out the kingdom locally, so they were very focused on things that was happening around the world, um, and that was cool and that was exciting, uh, but not really focused on how do we change this community and this environment and so I think that's been you know part of the journey for me is connecting those two uh, Mm -hmm. and really looking at them through the same lens of um, we're trying to advance the kingdom. We're trying to um, have God's kingdom come in Fairfax as it is in heaven and uh, to have an impact in a way that uh, the community is, is changed, you know, because of our presence. And so, so we've tried to connect with organizations and churches that are doing that globally and then we've tried to, you know, live that out locally to be that same kind of presence in our own,
0: in our own setting. Absolutely. Well, something I love saying here is that like, if, you, if you're if you not doing local missions, well, you can't do global missions. Well, right. Um, I mean, right. People are going to notice, oh, well, they're not even loving their people here. And so how are they going to be able to do that across the globe? So right. I love that idea that you got to, you got to be doing both equally global mission sometimes becomes a substitute
2: for kingdom advancement in your own location you know if you haven't really figured out how to make an impact it's like well we're going to support those who have figured that out somewhere else you know um and and that's that's good in the sense that other people benefit from that but it's not sustainable in terms of impact yeah
1: I'd be interested in hearing a couple of examples of some of the things that you are doing locally to to serve your community and also just how you personally, because I have a feeling that you're personally invested in this. It's not a church program. So tell us a little bit about uh, your passion in that, too.
2: Yeah, our our strategy, both for global and local um, mission and outreach and kingdom advance has been. Really, the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's trying to see where God is already at work. Um, you know, Henry Blackaby talks about um, you know where where we are where we already see God at work. Uh, Rick Warren used to talk about finding the wave that God had already created and riding it and surfing it and all that. Whatever the metaphor is, uh-huh. like that's been our strategy: is where is God already at work? Where is leadership in place, organizational health in place, and then how can we come alongside and collaborate and partner uh, to advance the kingdom? And so it's been very, um, not very brand focused in terms of Fairfax, like we really don't care that much about the brand of Fairfax in terms of what we're doing globally and locally. Mm -hmm. Uh, we just want to help advance the kingdom, and so that's really been our, that's really been our strategy, is uh, trying to figure out where is God already at work in this city, and how can we be a part of that, and that's been really, that's been really successful, you know, for us. It's been successful for us in terms of church planting, too, both globally and within the United States. We've helped to start or restart, I think, between 30 and 35 churches over the 35 years that I've been here.
0: Awesome. And
2: uh, only one of them uh, didn't survive. So 34 of the 35 <laughs> are <laughs> are thriving. And, you know, when you look at church planting numbers, those are, you know, you usually have a 50% fail rate yes. or whatever it is. Unbelievable. So, uh, so that's worked. That's worked really well for us. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh yeah and so so what ways are you personally involved in 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 missions at fairfax i know you're you're involved over in three worlds a little bit, so just tell us about how you you personally are involved
2: yeah uh you know it's really interesting mission's an interesting dynamic in local churches right that um I feel like that global missions local missions oftentimes becomes this department within the church, and I and I understand that from an organizational standpoint, staffing standpoint, financial standpoint, all of that, but I just feel like it can't be a department. Like, it has to be at the core of what the existence of the church is all about. Like, we are here to expand the kingdom. We are here to see God's kingdom come, you know, in our city, in other cities, just as it is in heaven. That's the core of mission. And that's the core of the mission of the church. And so I I just can't, for me personally, I can't imagine as the person on the point of the organization that's called to be a kingdom advancing organization to not be involved, you know, in that. And so I've just always been deeply involved in everything that we're doing globally and locally and, We've had some really, really awesome people that have been able to be on the point of making that happen. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm at the table. I, I, I'm at the table. Love being at the table. Want to be at the table in terms of what we're doing locally and globally. Yeah. So why that's you- probably I will say you know of all the things that I do, that's probably what gives me my greatest joy. Mm-hmm is the involvement that I have both in our global and
0: local mission and outreach. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you answered this a little bit, but maybe you can go a little bit more in depth on this, but so at believing that it's, it's so important, why, why do you as the lead pastor find like I need to be at that table? Like, why do you want to be at that table? Why do you feel like you have to be? Cause I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a risk in kind of ghettoizing, you know, a mission and and siloing it in a way that because it's in many cases, it's one of the less visible things that's happening because people can see everything else because they're walking into the buildings. So they see facility stuff. They see programming, children's programming, worship programming, youth programming. They, they see all that stuff, all of that mission stuff that's related to demographics, everything but when it comes to global and local outreach it's it's not as visible and i think if you're not if you're not involved in that so that you're you're telling the stories yourself you know because you're experiencing it and obviously as the lead pastor you have a big platform you're in front of people a lot you're you know all of that and and i i just never want I never want what we're doing globally and locally to be just kind of announcements that are being shared. Mm -hmm. I I really want it to be stuff that people sense, Hey, this is who we are. And if the person on the point is like talking experientially about that, I think that sends that message. Yeah. Totally agree. Love that.
1: Yeah. I, I think that having the lead guy on the trips or, you know, right there. Um, gives it so much credibility to everybody mm-hmm. else. They like, this is why it's important because yeah. they believe it's important. I yeah. believe it's important. The hard yeah.
0: thing is getting people from the, I believe this is important to the action. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to do it now. And that's, I mean, that's our challenge. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're, that's why yes. we're here, right? Yeah. <laughs> and one of the questions- let me,
2: let me just say one one thing. It's maybe takes us in a little bit of a rabbit trail, but mm-hmm. you know, I just got back from Turkey. I was in all of these cities, biblical sites and all that. And I was just telling our staff this morning that it just reminded me once again, that unless you're in the space, uh, stuff just kind of stays in the head, mm. you know? And so, you know, you can get up and talk on a weekend about, you know, the journeys of Paul and all these cities and all this historical background stuff. You can talk about all that. And for, for the most part, you can put maps up, pictures up, all of that. For the most part, it kind of, people kind of glaze over when you talk about it. Uh, But when you're, when you're standing in the space, something changes. And I think that is true with missional engagement, you know, global engagement, local engagement. If you're not in the space, like involved, invested, it just kind of, it becomes this kind of glazed over reaction. I, I think, I think a lot of folks in churches, to be quite honest, as it gets talked about, they kind of get a glazed over look on their face if they're not really involved. And I know that for County Line, that's been a huge thing in terms of folks being involved on the ground locally, globally. And I think that's why it's a church that is just doing, is doing global engagement so well and local engagement so well. Yeah.
1: And one of the questions that we always like to ask is um, if you have a story about how what you guys are doing through local or global missions has really impacted somebody's life. And you don't have to tell us their names, but a story about how um, taking action in these areas can really have life impact.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's so many stories, right? It's, it's, It's like every time, like right now uh, with the Afghan refugee, uh, crisis. And we, you know, we've developed, uh, and Chris, I know Valerie talked about this, just the resource center and, yeah. which is a little bit, it, it's not just the resource center. That's almost symbolic for how do we resource, how do we resource people, organizations, how do we resource in a way that, that responds to, you know, the crisis that's going on. Right. And um, you know, just with just with the recent crisis, you know, we had a number of uh, uh, unaccompanied minors that came in to Dallas Airport. I think there was 120.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we had a lady in our church that just happened to be uh, on the point with those through a through a governmental agency, uh, and through that connection, and got us uh, deeply involved with that. And um, you know, as people as people have gotten involved with volunteering, serving, delivering, whatever it is, um, you know, their lives are just, their lives are just changed, you know, by it. And uh, they just come alive in a fresh new way. I think just, you know, we, it's really interesting. We we have so many folks that are in, you can imagine being in Washington DC, so many folks that are in positions of influence, they have levers to pull, all of that. But oftentimes they don't see what they do in those channels of culture Mm -hmm. as being like kingdom related. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things like there's things that we do programmatically in terms of local engagement, which is awesome. But actually, I think the greatest impact we have is in discipling folks to understand how God can use them in their channel of culture uh, to advance the kingdom. And I I think for a lot of folks, uh, we had a we had a guy in our church um, has since moved away. He was on the board that was I think third in command at the Department of Agriculture. Uh, He was involved with uh, USAID, with all I mean, making all kinds of decisions that had impact in literally millions of lives. And never really saw that as, you know, was had a limited view of ministry as ministry is the only the things that you do as a part of the program work of the church, you know, always kind of felt guilty that he wasn't more involved in ministry. And I remember saying, David, you know, your life is ministry, like what you are doing, where God has positioned you for such a time as this, like the decisions that you make, the way that you lead, how you influence is influencing you know, literally millions of lives, and uh, that the light bulb just kind of went on. You know, for him, and I love that. I, I think that's the thing I love the most is when folks realize that they are positioned in a place and in a channel of culture where they can advance the kingdom because of where God has already placed them. Absolutely, that's awesome
0: Absolutely. No, I love that. I love that. I mean, yeah, we 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 try to do the same thing here where we say like where you work is is your place of influence like you can do ministry here um and i just yeah i love i love the idea especially i mean like you said you have people in powerful positions or big (laughs) big uh yeah big responsibility type positions where they can they can absolutely be doing amazing things for the kingdom so i mean that's when local engagement really comes alive
2: doesn't it? You know, there's, uh, I mean, there are the things, again, that we do together. I kind of talk about in terms of the 10% and 90%, Mm -hmm. like when it comes to local engagement, 10% is stuff that we're doing together as a church. And Mm -hmm. it probably shows up in the budget. We organize it. We plan it. We invite you in. We help to train you to be able to do that. But the other 90%, most of the kingdom involvement as it relates to local engagement is off the books, you know, there's no line item related to it. There's no budgeting related to it. It's you living out the kingdom in your channel of culture and helping people to see that as part of local engagement, I think is, is pretty revolutionary for people.
0: Yeah,
1: it is. So awesome.
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you, Rod. We really, we do really appreciate you jumping on here and talking and we just appreciate your perspective as a somebody in that lead role to, to be championing missions and outreach and multiplication. We just love all things we love. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thank you for that. Um, again, thank you for the, the way that you have led Fairfax over the years as well. So,
2: yeah, yeah, thanks. It's thank you for inviting me to do this. It's been fun. You know, County line, I don't know if you realize it. Maybe you do. County line has had a huge impact on me because of my relationship with Nathan. And and, you know, through that relationship, I've gotten a view into the heart of County Line and what you are doing and how God is using that church uh, that has been so encouraging to me. I've stolen so many ideas from you guys, uh, more than you will ever know, more than I will ever give credit for. Uh, But uh, you guys are just living it out. And I, I just think one of the neat churches in the church of God. So thank you so much for that.
1: And I think it's interesting that we can have a lot of common, a lot in common and learn from each other. And you're in a very urban area. And I don't know if you've ever been here. We're in the middle of a bean field.
2: (laughs) I have, I've been there. We're not
1: near anything, but we can still have impact and still have mission in our community. So, So.
2: yeah. And I think that's a good example of, uh, you know, being able to exegete your setting, you know, being able to understand your setting mm-hmm. and uh, and to understand what does it mean to advance the kingdom in this mm-hmm. setting. And uh, yeah, our setting is very different, but feel mm-hmm. like that's what you guys
0: have done so well. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank
1: you so much. All
0: right, well, we, we appreciate you jumping on and we'll see everybody out there next week. Bye. Right, thank you.